0: awesome what's up guys welcome to the redonkulous podcast where when life gets tough we get redonkulous thank you so much for tuning in today this is episode nine and hanging out today is Jeff James
1: and Annie
0: before we get started please like comment and subscribe to us on YouTube where you can find us under redonkulous podcast on YouTube and we're trying to get our subscriber counts up so Please subscribe and listen. We have a lot of content coming through. We're also on Spotify and Google Podcasts as Redonkulous Podcast.
2: Follow us on Instagram. It's also Redonkulous Podcasts with no spaces. And if you have any suggestions or comments, we'd love to hear from you guys. Or give us a call or a text on our hotline. Our number is 332-203-2449. Uh, once again, it's 332 uh, 332- 203
1: And today we have Word of the Day, Serious Hypotheticals, Guest That Lyric, and Human Experience. And also we have a special guest, Andrew.
0: Yeah, Andrew, welcome to the show and happy early birthday. We just found out that your birthday is tomorrow.
3: Yes, thank you and thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Why don't you share
0: a little bit about your background? It's very interesting. We know that you are a personal trainer.
3: Yes, I'm a personal fitness trainer in Manhattan in New York. I I used to work a couple other jobs. I I taught English in Taiwan immediately after college, got homesick, and moved back to New York. I was thinking, what would make me feel more fulfilled besides to be a personal trainer? The career jump happened around my 30s, and I'm turning 36 tomorrow. (laughs) That's been what, over half a decade now? Yeah, yeah, I've been a trainer for quite a while. Wow, time flies.
1: Wow. That is so funny.
0: The jobs you have to choose from is construction where you can hurt your back or (laughs) personal training
3: where you're hurting everybody else. (laughs) And I meet so many different types of people as a personal trainer and they're at different levels of fitness and they're, they're doing different activities like skating or marathon running, right? And before I implement or prescribe workouts for clients, I feel like I need to be a guinea pig. I need to try it on myself first. So at the same time, I'm killing myself before I teach other people how to exercise responsibly. Wow. So your
0: regimens, your uh, recommendations,
3: those are tailored to your clients. Yeah, that's the main objective. It's basically I got to imagine how it is living in their shoes that's the best way that i operate james talked about it on the podcast before he recently just finished personal training
0: it seemed a little bit pricey especially for someone like myself who i've never had a personal trainer
2: before i paid uh, 80 per session so i thought that was kind of expensive too but i learned how to use the gym do you get any clients like me where you know I'm, i just work out of dry cleaners do you get like regular people that hires personal trainers or is it all athletes that you train? Regular
3: people. <laughs> regular people. That's a good question. Uh, I would say most people are normal. Yeah, regular people. Uh, about pricing, it's is really how much value you see in personal training. What you get out of training can be invaluable. Like I'm thinking about one client that I see almost every single day. When I train him, I see it as the way to extend his life. Uh, it's huge it's just i'm thinking about like the the change from the first time that i met him he was going to faint after like a minute or less right and now he's going 16 minutes every single time i see him so it's been really rewarding for both me and him how long have you been training that
0: specific client since the beginning of this year Mm -hmm. wow
3: so one year less than one year you already see vast improvements yeah definitely and he loves it i mean it might be a little extreme but uh, i'm gonna share a little bit about him he was told that he only has two years to live wow! yeah so it changes everything when you hear that when a client tells me that he's a relatively young dude how old is he and what's his what was his fitness level he's in his 60s he used to exercise he used to be fit
2: do you prep all your food and all your meals or and count your calories and your macros and all that
3: that's that's a good question uh, i would say a little bit of everything one thing that i do is i get into healthy eating habits so um almost every morning i do eat and to some of it might sound like disgusting or just like boring i eat oatmeal with uh, oh. almond powder and sesame powder walnuts and half a banana wow yeah, that's,
1: you're so healthy. that's so healthy <laughs> i love oatmeal <laughs>
2: Okay, so this week's vocabulary word is foment. It is a verb that means to instigate or foster. Or it could also mean promote the growth or development of. And an example sentence, he was accused of fomenting violence. And our goal today is to use it three times.
3: (laughs) I'm raising my hand first. Yeah, (laughs) go for it. (laughs) I'm a personal trainer, uh, meaning that I foment a lifestyle of exercise. Yeah, not many guests take a crack at it. That was pretty good. Nice.
2: Okay, so we would like to foment a serious hypothetical discussion. (laughs)
1: Serious
2: hypotheticals! If you were stranded on a deserted island, infested with zombies, which two would you take with you to the helicopter at the center of the island? A gun with no bullets? Your BBF, a handful of bullets, flashlight, lighter, bat, alarm clock, and rope. Wait,
1: what's a BBF?
2: What
0: does? Are you mean BFF, like best friend for
2: life? Uh, I I think it's a butt buddy forever or something like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That changes the whole question. (laughs) I don't know how good a BBF would be in this scenario.
1: So I'm guessing the helicopter will take you away from this island full of zombies. Wouldn't it be
0: funny if I actually get to the helicopter and the helicopter had no gas?
1: Or the helicopter already has zombies in it.
0: Or if you get there and you have nobody to pilot the helicopter. That's where the BBF comes in.
1: I'll take
2: the BBF and (laughs) the bat. (laughs)
3: i I love the honesty (laughs) can you just explain
0: what you would do with the bbs (laughs) would you just bend over
3: no wait (laughs) we're gonna die tomorrow (laughs) what's your reasoning Uh, so,
2: so my reasoning is you know strength in numbers so i think it's better to have more than one person i think your survival rate will go up and then a bat since it's just a weapon to fend off the zombies along the way to the to the helicopter. Two is better than one,
0: in my opinion. Unless you guys get bitten. Mm-hmm. We talked about this last week, so we mentioned something about being in a haunted house. And some, one of your friends, if you go stay the night and your friends get possessed, what if your your BFF, or in this case your BBF, I'm not judging, gets bitten and turns into a zombie? What would you do then?
1: Damn. Then you just run for your life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: James's first reaction damn.
1: <laughs> I agree. think taking the BFF, and I think I would take a rope.
0: What would you do with a rope?
1: You can use it as a weapon. You can tie zombies up, or you can trip them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you think the zombies are going to stay still for you to tie them up?
1: You can have your BFF run to the other end and trip all the zombies and just run away. I don't know.
2: Oh, kind of like a trap. Like yeah. dig a hole, have the rope there. As soon as they're chasing you, they yank the rope. And they yeah. Fall See? into like a like fall a ditch. Fall into a ditch.
1: Yeah. What if you fall
2: into the ditch before them?
1: I won't. I'll be running to the helicopter and then I can ditch use the BFF? rope. I can I can use the rope for the helicopter. In case my BFF gets left behind and then they can just hang on the helicopter.
0: Oh, you really thought this through, huh?
2: That (laughs) rope sounds so useful.
1: Yeah. You can triple knot it and then swing at the zombies as a weapon.
3: Oh, kind of like a whip. Yeah. Our answers are starting to evolve into something that might work. Having the BFF or BBF hold two items and then i could hold
2: oh
3: right oh wow you're like
1: like jeff bending the rules
0: so the bbf (laughs) would have another bbf who also has another bbf (laughs) and then everyone has a one item and a bbf
1: (laughs) bbf for me
0: you guys would just make a line all of you guys would be bending over
1: oh my god is that what bbf is
0: (laughs) the way
3: you explained it james was not very pg-13 i thought it
2: was just similar to bff
3: (laughs) i thought it was a typo when i saw that (laughs) so you would have what would they take with you what would your bff take maybe the handful of bullets or everything they could just like tie it to a rope there's only you
0: and your bff so your bff cannot take another person so your bff can only take one item, and you can only take one item. So what would be the one other item that you guys would take? feel compelled to say rope. Rope, and then what would the other person take?
3: Maybe a lighter. A mm. rope and a lighter?
0: What are you going to do with a rope and a lighter? I don't light know. I'm thinking
3: that if if we find food, mm. then the lighter could create fire. Nice. And, and the rope, I guess, would help us climb up trees.
1: Wait, zombies are attracted to light, like fire, right?
0: Zombies are attracted to sound, to flesh...
1: Oh. Please. You have to be zombie experts now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I used to play Left 4 Dead, the first-person shooting game. You kill zombies and stuff. You work in a team of four. I was mm-hmm. addicted to that game. And in that game, there are regular zombies that just run at you. And then they have these specialized zombies like Boomer <clears throat> and Spitter and Charger. And those are the evolved zombies. Those are those are the scary types. If I, if I ever get stuck on a zombie island with those zombies, I would just be like...
1: You have to get to the helicopter.
0: We recently just watched Zombieland, Double Tap. In Zombieland, there are certain rules of survival. Rule number one would be like cardio. So all the fat people, all the unhealthy people, the people that didn't get trained by Andrew, they'll get eaten first. (laughs) Number eight, get a kick-ass partner. So, oh, you guys, you guys all chose BFF. You guys will survive in Zombieland. Mm -hmm. So if I had to choose, I was just going to choose either I was going to do a bat and then I was thinking of just using the alarm clock as like a distraction. If I got close enough to the helicopter and I just saw like a swarm of zombies there just in a clear field, I was just going to set the alarm clock. And once it goes off, then I'll just use that diversion to get onto the helicopter.
2: Oh, wow. That's a good idea. Good idea. Foment yeah. the zombies using the alarm clock.
0: Yep. Is that, is that how you use the word? Nope. <laughs> Let's say there are other survivors. They might even just hunt you down to get whatever you have.
2: That that'll be scary. You know, that's betrayal of humanity.
0: When you're on a zombie island, and then it really is a zombie apocalypse, the scariest things are not zombies. Once you come across a good amount and you fought off a couple... And uh, the scariest thing is actually humans. Yeah. Just thinking about the show, The Walking Dead, yep. a lot of the antagonists, all the villains, they're not a scary buff zombie that's unkillable. It's humans, man. Humans fighting over territories, humans fighting over resources. That's the truly scary part. Man, I watched that movie where they just have a bunch of Japanese high schoolers and then they get onto this island and then they just start killing each other. That was such a gory movie, man. I don't even know if I enjoyed it, but I had to finish watching it. How did you end up watching that movie? Uh, I was hanging out with my friend, and he's just like, you have to watch this movie. And I go, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was easy.
3: A lot of times I tell client, I just tell him as a guideline to get really angry, get, get freaking pissed off, and then push. It's clobbering time
1: where where did you get that from
3: (laughs) that's from fantastic four you never read a
0: comic book before fantastic four they just have catchphrases the thing is the orange blob looking guy and he just comes on and every time he goes into the fight he's like it's clobbering time (laughs) yeah we're in uh andrew's (laughs) kid
3: o'clock that's right they they play the song at the gym by tlc i'm gonna make an awful attempt at singing a part of it. it's like
1: never <laughs> never gonna get it
3: never gonna get it, never gonna get it never right you guys know that song right yeah no can yeah. you keep going <laughs> yeah yeah no I don't
1: keep going
3: well what happened with me is that I was attempting to do a muscle up and uh, I kept doing it until finally I i did a muscle up. Oh wow um, nice yeah yeah it's What's it's a, a tough up
1: yeah what is a muscle up
3: a muscle up is where you do a pull-up and immediately after the pull-up you go, get above the bar and then you dip up you pull up, up into into the dip yeah, yeah you pull push up. up and then bring your body to do a dip over a bar
1: is it bad if i can't do a pull-up
3: <laughs> it is very very bad
1: oh man no, you I'm, get I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> getting, 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 getting
3: get up. It's a great feeling to be able to do a pull-up. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: it's hard. Uh, yeah,
3: it's everything's hard in the beginning.
2: Yeah, so yeah, I'm actually I was actually working towards that. I think after my sessions ended, and you know, I started researching how to do a do a. Sorry, what was it called again? Muscle up. Muscle up. Yeah, I was trying. I was doing. Kind of like a negative version of a pull-up australian pull-ups mm-hmm. trying to work my way towards that do you have any tips on how to get from you know doing five pull-ups to do a pull to do a muscle up
3: doing mm-hmm. different variations of pull-ups including australian pull-ups one thing is I would try to increase the number of pull-ups that you could do now. It seems to be a handful of requirements before being able to do a muscle-up. Part of a muscle-up is also the dip. That's like the ending. And, oh, when I first got the muscle-up, I was hyped up. I was, it was at a park. Uh, I, I kept attempting it and I couldn't do it. And I was just getting myself excited. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, because that's it <laughs> yeah. Actually, some guy at the park, he... He said to me something that helped me complete it. And, and you know, that, that actually, that's also a reflection of the value of personal training because if he didn't say that say what he said to me, I probably wouldn't have done the muscle-up. He said, once you get up there, why don't you try pausing for a bit and then push up over the bar? Because he, he saw that I was able to pull myself up high enough. I just needed to pause and allow myself to transition from a pull-up to the dip Right. In my head, I picture you as Goku, and then he's like Krillin
0: (laughs) instigating, he's fomenting this environment where you can go Super Saiyan. When you go like, from that pull up, you're just like, ah, you know, the first 10 minutes of the episode. And then once you get to the middle, it's just like, next time on Dragon Ball Z. And then once you turn Super Saiyan, it's that next part, next 10 minutes where you just go, ah, and then you got there. And then your hair turns blonde for whatever reason.
3: Exactly. (laughs) It's easy to foment things with multiple people, at least two people.
1: I like how you said they're just going to be like, ah, for the (laughs) longest time. That's how Dragon Ball Z is.
2: Uh... (laughs) Where do you get your workout routines? So, my trainer used to provide me with, like, workout routines, but now I'm on my own. What's a good place to start?
3: <laughs> Oh, so you don't have a trainer anymore?
2: No, I, I can't afford that. It's too expensive. <laughs> out of my budget. It's your
3: budget. <laughs> and now I'm my budget. <laughs> to answer that question on uh, what do I come up with my programs, the academy that I'm certified with, uh, National Academy of Sports Medicine, they give us they have a guideline on how to create programs for people after assessing them. And my experience is actually, you know, learning from various other people. I'm constantly learning the guidelines that I, as I understood them, sometimes they don't exactly fit into for other people, uh, and their goals. Um, I'm thinking about a client who runs the New York city marathon and they have a general guideline on how to prepare for it. But with him, he also had all the uh, fitness goals so you kind of got to compromise and we didn't focus too much on his running but he he was able to accomplish that no problem and more importantly with no injuries and pain right cuz that's like the worst case scenario but yeah he he exceeded my expectations like he couldn't do pull-ups especially weighted pull-ups right he, he struggled on them Yeah, after like a, a year plus year and a half like he was doing weighted pull-ups and dips and he, he got very strong What would you
0: do in the reverse scenario then what if someone underperforms or you create a a a program for them and then they actually too hard do you just scale
3: it down yeah you gotta scale it down so basically it's either you work on progressions or you just regress it so you got to modify it so with a pull-up for example a lot of people want to do it and eventually a pull-up is lifting your entire body and bringing your feet off the off the floor or ground right but some people they don't have that. So you need to create leverage, right? Leverage the legs or leverage weights to help assist with your body weight.
0: Yeah, I'm happy that I can do one pull-up. And when I mean one pull-up, I mean one
3: single pull-up.
1: Okay, I don't feel so bad.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I say this a lot. Like, we're not born knowing how to do pull-ups. So, yeah, there's always a place to start.
1: What if I can't do a push-up? Is that bad?
3: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> not everybody's born knowing how to do <laughs> to
1: today's lyric is from the song such great heights by the postal service they will see us waving from such great heights come down now they'll say but everything looks perfect from far away come down now but we'll stay
0: I picture how that sounds when you say it you might just have to sing it
1: are you serious They will see us waving from such great heights. Come down now, they'll say. But everything looks perfect from far away. Come down now, but we'll stay.
0: Oh, I know this song. They will see us waving from such great heights. Come down now. So just that line, it makes me think of the saying, the grass is always greener on the other side. Kind of like a couple of episodes ago when you talk about social media and Facebook. Where on social media and Facebook, you don't get the complete picture. You only see the highlights. You only see everyone having a good time. But that's not a representation of real life.
1: So it's about a couple. And they think they're meant for each other. They're two pieces of a puzzle. And they match perfectly. And one of them, they're famous. And they're constantly on the road. And the song is meant to bring her back to their lives together. And when she hears it on the radio, then she'll think of them together. Mm -hmm.
2: So I'll say more of they as in Mm -hmm. their their fans are kind of waving at them from great heights as in on stage. And then out of stage, they'll come back down to earth.
0: So you're saying when they're on stage, they're raised up like superstars, rock stars.
2: Right. At the end of the
0: day when the show is over they're just like you
3: and me right right and it almost seems like uh they are happy together but people are telling them to break apart but they're saying no thanks we'll stay together
1: so people will tell them that they don't need all the things associated with fame so that's what they mean by come down now they'll see us waving from such great heights they're performing constantly and then they People will see their lives as perfect, and they'll say, come down now. But they choose to stay that way because they feel such a high, and they enjoy all of it.
0: I like that. It just sounds like they're on drugs. (laughs) 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 For today's human experience, we're going to be talking about Halloween. And Halloween has never been my favorite holiday. I know Annie really likes it, especially dressing up. Uh, but this past Halloween was very interesting for me because it, it's my first Halloween as a parent. We dressed up Nicholas as a tiny baby avocado, and we actually went trick or treating with him. You guys have anything you want to share about Halloween?
2: We actually used to drive out on Halloween, and me and my sister we would go find the neighborhoods with the most candy. <laughs> <laughs> We would try to find, you know, the most efficient way of get collecting the, as much candy as possible. That is
0: such a James wow. thing to do, also. <laughs> that really is. It's just like, hold on, hold on. Before we go trick or treating, <laughs> let's see where we can get the most candy.
2: We'll have like a minivan full of candy at the end of the night. No you know, way. We'll, we'll haul it. In, we'll haul it in back to our house, and we'll what? we'll spend the night gather all the chocolate in the candy in the living room man oh my god i used to
1: do that too yeah (laughs) Yeah,
2: so then we'll just eat candy for the next two weeks yeah that's that's how i spent my halloween two
1: weeks so badass
2: (laughs) yeah two weeks
1: (laughs) do you mean you finish all the candy in two weeks yeah most of it yeah oh my (laughs) god damn
0: don't you know that's what that's the whole reason james got a personal trainer you think he wanted to pay eighty dollars a session? He looked at, you know, he opened up his his drawer where there used to be socks, and then it was all chocolate. And he's like, "All right, time time Damn to get back to the Damn,
1: James, that's
0: crazy. Your parents are so badass. They had the patience to wait until you filled up the the minivan.
1: Not even a sedan. You need a whole minivan.
0: <laughs> Truck. And they let you eat candy for two weeks. Wow. Yeah,
2: no, That's a that's good just... childhood.
0: I don't know if that's just such a, so cool of them, or would that, would that be just so irresponsible of them? I can't decide. <laughs> so you want to share your dirty little secrets? Where's the best neighborhoods? Where did you hit out back in the
2: day? Yeah, like Fresh Metals, a little bit of Bayside.
0: The best part of Halloween for me was, man, I used to have this werewolf costume. Not a costume, but just a mask. You could put it on, and it looks really freaky. Me and my cousin Thomas, we had three or four younger cousins. Back then, we thought it would be so funny. What we did is (laughs) one of us would put on the werewolf mask and hide upstairs in the closet. And when it got dark, you know, the other one, either Tom or myself, would be like, hey, let's go upstairs. And then once you get upstairs, the the one hiding in the closet would jump out and then drag that person into the closet. And then we shut the, the closet
1: so messed up. Wow. <laughs> this is so extreme. <laughs>
0: Seriously?
1: You sound so evil.
0: Alex, Michelle, Karen, Teresa, if you guys are listening to this, I still think it's super funny, but I'm sorry. And I really mean it. I apologize. <laughs> it's still funny, though.
1: I used to dress up every year with um, my sister. And my mom would just take us out on. And- Our neighborhood blocks and we'll walk walk around and we gather probably four big bags of candy and we just go home and we we just like dump everything on the living room floor and just sort it out every day we'll have two or three we don't finish it in two weeks that's crazy I think I think it takes us at least like half a year to finish everything
2: yeah I'm a fat ass (laughs) I love <laughs>
0: Funny if you guys collect candy and then the next year Halloween you just give it back out again. <laughs> That's a very
1: Asian thing to do, I think.
0: You know it's a very Asian thing to do. We're at your parents' place, you start giving out like the waffle,
1: tea cookies.
0: cookies. <laughs> oh, what?
1: I know. I yeah, my parents. They usually give candy, but this year. I don't know why, my mom's giving out scallion crackers.
0: Scallion crackers? Wait, there was a kid that was leaving and he was just like, what is that? And then another kid was just like, I think it's plant-based. <laughs> <laughs> Organic.
1: <Poor guy. laughs> so my sister was like, kid, this is not my house, sorry. <laughs> Taking the kids out to trick-or-treating just brought back like good memories from the past. And it's still really fun. And I like dressing up. It's just silly and it's entertaining.
0: And he dressed up as an egg. And I dressed up as a bacon.
1: And the irony is that you're vegetarian.
0: Yeah, that's why it's funny. I sent it to my customer because he asked, did you guys go trick-or-treating with Nicholas? So I sent him the picture. And I'm clearly wearing bacon, but I guess it kind of looks like a dress. So he's like, nice Korean hanbok. Am I saying that right, James? Hanbok? Like a
2: dress? Hanbok. Hanbok. Hanbok, yep. That's right.
0: Is is there a bacon-style hanbok?
1: You're wearing it.
2: Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> no. There's
0: no, not.
1: that means no. <laughs>
2: He's browsing
0: through photos to confirm. Yeah, I like how James had to think about it. He's like, Hmm, no, I've never seen one. You, you have now, my friend.
2: Yeah, I'm just trying to picture why your customer said bacon humbook. I was like, Wait, I don't see how it correlates.
0: <laughs> he was just trying to tell me that I'm wearing a dress. That's what he was trying to tell me.
2: You guys look good in it. Uh, yeah, I really liked uh, Nicholas's avocado costume.
0: That was cute. So there's a seed, a pit, and then he just kept rubbing it. It's was the <laughs> cutest
2: thing ever. <laughs> it
1: was kind of like he was pregnant. <laughs> Started with the avocado, and I was like, how can we look like a trio and a matching trio? So I was like, I really like avocado toast. But there was no toast, so I had to go with a bacon.
0: I really did not want to be bacon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're being so salty. It was funny. <laughs> Cause I'm,
0: I'm a breakfast food. That's why I have a high level of sodium.
1: <laughs>
0: so Andrew Yang, running for
3: president. Tell us a little bit about Andrew Yang and then why are you so inspired by him? My experience with Andrew Yang, yeah, I didn't think much of it. I inherently felt like this guy, Andrew Yang, doesn't have a chance. I heard about, The the main, the core of his campaign, which is to give every American adult a $1,000 every month. And I at first thought it was ridiculous, that idea. But over time, I started thinking about why he would want to do that, um, how he would do that.
0: That's the freedom dividend, right? He he calls it the freedom dividend.
3: Yeah. I, I don't know if I should try to explain it because people could also YouTube it, like it would be better explained there. His solutions are changing our country. He is the best candidate. He He's our best shot at like making a better future. What is his stance about Medicare for all? Well, first I'm not an official spokesman for Andrew Yang. <laughs> I'm just a Yang Gang supporter. And I am I am Yang Gang, you could say. And as I understand it, with his position on Medicare for all, uh, like he says in the videos um, and on YouTube, uh, he is for the vision, right, of Medicare for all. But given how the situation is right now, with so many different private firms owning different parts of the medical industry, it probably wouldn't be very responsible. It wouldn't be responsible to just like totally eliminate all that, right, and and just the processes processes that like so many Americans are in those different private firms. And and also, we don't know exactly what type of services they have. Some are very specialized, right? And to just turn that all over to to be controlled by the government, uh, it might be too drastic. So um, Andrew Yang's stance is to gradually move to a point where uh, we maintain those private firms, right? Because this is a capitalist society, which means uh, people should have the right to have businesses. We should start transitioning to a place where everyone has the ability to be able to seek and receive care if and when they need it.
1: It's just the United States that health insurance is extremely expensive. I don't know how people afford it. Yeah.
2: I mean, like even for like EpiPen, you know, like EpiPen is used for allergic reactions. I I believe U.S. it costs the most compared to other countries i mean it's the same product whether it's in u.s or whether it's in another country but somehow more expensive here than other countries i don't really know too much about it but why why would it cost more here compared to other countries
3: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah
3: problem with the system in whereas uh especially in the real estate industry the medical industry and the education, right? Like how expensive college is that they get to ramp up these these prices on, on people.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It has a lot to do with government. Government trying to give something for nothing. And it takes out the competitive edge being a business. You know, college is a business in a way. Colleges they don't have to compete with other colleges anymore to get people to come. And they can charge an exorbitant amount and people will still pay it.
0: The fact that you guys are bringing this up, it scares me because Annie and I are looking into a 529 plan for Nicholas, which is a college plan for, for, for your kids. And I recently saw this thing on social media. There's a person who posted this on Twitter. She said her student loans was like $35,000 and she's been paying for uh, X amount of years. And then she racked, She already made payments of about 20 thousand dollars. And then up until today, after paying $20,000, her total owed is still $30,000. Oh,
3: wow. Him being a business owner, an entrepreneur, creating jobs all over the nation, and then seeing the problems and the, the risks, the, the obstacles, right, to maintain like, a higher number of jobs.
0: All of that is in theory, right? Like, you don't, we don't know if we actually do implement that or how long it will take. Let's say it works. I'm not trying to be skeptical. Well, I am being skeptical right now. How do we know that we can implement that? And how do we know that we could implement it in a short amount of time? Because everyone wants change. But then if I'm telling you like, hey, a presidency, a term is only four years, and you're telling me it's going to take 15 years to implement?
3: Andrew Yang, he, he gets this question often. And in his first 100 days of his presidency, that's what he would be pushing for. And he explains like how it would pass the Senate and the House.
0: Thank you very much for joining us, Andrew. Thank you so much for coming on.
3: Sure. Thank you. It, it feels a little weird that it, it, it went so political, but... Yeah, thank you for having me. You guys are amazing. Uh,
0: If you have any suggestions or comments, we would love, love to hear from you guys. Uh, Give us a call or text on our hotline. The number is 332-203-2449. It's 332-203-2449. All right, guys, let's sign off. From us here on the Redonkless team to you guys, thank you so much for listening.
1: Please hit the like and subscribe button.